Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon with Nick Antonucci and Jacob Keene and our good old country music singing intern, <laughs> Luke Bryan. Hey, Luke. Hey. They, they finally gave you a microphone. Oh, yeah. yeah Luke no. in here. How about that? He said something in now. In-house. Yeah. Yeah, there we just go. Just wait to the Q&A. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to tear it up then. You just wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kelly Lynn. Yes. Tell us what you got for us now. Uh, I have a couple Vince and Marsha. We're talking mid to late 30s. Um, you know, good household, two kids, W-2 income. Uh, they have uh, they actually began investing in their 401k plans at work in their like late 20s, early 30s. So they've there got a go. few years on it. Right. Um, they followed the suggestions from their co-workers who seem to know a little bit more about investing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I'm with you. Yeah. Now that they're getting in that middle aged, you know, looking at that 40s. Middle-aged. I know. Oh, that's, that's their 30s. words, not mine. Okay. Their words, not mine. Um, they would like to take their retirement funds a little bit more seriously so what kind of advice do you have for basic uh, 401k plan participants yeah so uh, here's the thing you're gonna see in most 401k plans and and if you don't see uh, a good smattering of what we're talking about you can always give us a call because we've got a, a 401k division that would be Happy to help you and your company out. But basically what you would see, and by the way, the number you can get in touch with us, 770-429-9166. But uh, you usually will see large cap, mid cap, small cap, some international, developed, uh, Mm -hmm. and then you'll see emerging markets. And target date. And it, well, the target date is funds. the piece that you're going to have. Most people will just direct default their funds. To. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in fact, a lot of times it is uh, the default option. So, you know, you automatically invest into one that's similar to your your retirement age at 65. So, sure. um, you know, I would assume that uh, they're probably in the, the 2055 fund at this point with their being, as you called them, middle-aged, <laughs> middle around age. 35. They called themselves middle-aged. Yeah, so you add 30 to this year and you get 65, thereabouts. And yeah. uh, you're, you're probably around the, the, uh, the I, 50, the, the 2055 fund. Yeah, I think it's important to Troy to say though that not all 401k plans um, are created equal. Um, you know, Absolutely. we spend a lot of time providing allocations for clients, and, and what what we notice over time is there's some plans that offer you a wide range of investment options across different asset classes, and then there's the other side of the spectrum where it's like you get seven less than ten options for sure, sure. And, and you have to build an allocation. Um, and, and sometimes it, it, there's not necessarily the amount of options that we would like to see there to really customize an allocation to a client's unique needs. Right. Um, and in a case like that, sometimes that is where the target date funds come into play. Right. Now, the target date fund is, is unique in that it's going to adjust um, over time, probably using a, a rule of thumb where you're going to have a 60-40 allocation with 60% of your portfolio being invested in equities and uh, 40% in bonds. But as you get older and closer to retirement, that 
that uh, shift kind of often happens where you've got more bonds than you do uh, stocks. Could those end up being a little bit more conservative than... They could, and, and that's another great point, Kevin. So, so two things. Okay. It's kind of like the set it and forget it type mentality, right? right. If, if you're truly clueless and you're not seeking advice elsewhere on how to allocate, it's a safe way to go. Yeah. Okay. But beyond that, not our, all target date funds are created equal as well, in that you, you can have you know what seems to both be 2055 funds, and there's a, a pretty considerable difference in, in the level of risk that you're taking on. Sure. The other problem is, is by investing in a target date fund, it, seems, it, it assumes that everyone is in the same boat who is retiring in sure. 2055. It ignores that you may have excess out, assets outside of your 401k plan. Right. So perhaps you can take additional equity risk that you're not actually getting that exposure by just putting your money into a target date fund. So there's it's 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 a simple way to do it, but it's not necessarily best for everybody. Right. So uh, it, as an alternative to those target date funds, as I mm-hmm. said, you more often than not, you're going to see large, mid, small, international emerging markets and bonds. So, okay. um, you know, if you're not within 10 years of retirement and needing that asset uh, for spending, we would recommend that you overlook the bond funds generally. Oh, so very 10-year rule-like. Right. Okay. Yes, absolutely like the 10-year rule. Jacob, do you have a question or a comment? Uh, and I think that's a key point, um, speaking to target date funds, in that the mix uh, is going to change over time. But basically, the way a target date fund works is the closer you get to retirement, the more bond exposure you're going to have. But I think what you would find is for someone who's even in their you know, late 30s, um, like these callers, um, they're probably going to have a bond allocation um, within a target date fund, which is not something that we would necessarily recommend right. typically yeah. for someone their age. So um, I think it, moving into sort of something beyond what is we would say is the default option for someone who just allocates to a 401k and um, doesn't have pros like you two guys to help them out. Um, I, I think we should speak to how we would allocate now and sort of remind folks that uh, when they allocate to a 401k, it's not just about what you're contributing to, but you should also rebalance fairly regularly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, semi-annually is at is least, a, yeah. Is a safe bet. Yeah, yeah, and and let's let's flesh it out a little bit. Within large, mid, and small, you're going to see uh, value and growth. Now, growth investments usually tend to do well when the market is flourishing and things are going well. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you hear about all the, the technology stocks just uh, flying through the roof, um, it's time that you probably should be invested in growth. Uh, when you see economic slowness uh, seeming to creep in, like we're seeing now, mm-hmm. uh, you would be better to tilt toward value. And, um, you know, you can adjust that over time tactically, but okay. it, it's best still if you work with a professional. And most of these financial plans, most of these uh, 401k plans should have an investment advisor that helps educate 
the participants. I was going to ask because I mean, what I mean, it sounds like this couple doesn't have a financial advisor outside of right. you know. Well, and and like I say, many of the plans that we work with obviously hire us as that financial advisor, and um, you know, we got a, a couple of guys that are uh, always available mm-hmm. uh, to help educate you and and give you uh, advice on where they believe the the economy is. We communicate. Hensler's research department communicates mm-hmm. with them constantly and uh, and keeps them up to snuff on uh, happenings in the market and in the economy. So, you know, when you see valuations get uh, overly stretched, you know, too high, mm-hmm. uh, it, it starts giving you cues that uh, maybe the risk is too much and you need to pair, pair back some of your exposure to growth and uh, add a little to value. Uh, still staying invested 100%. We're never going to tell you to go to cash in your 401k or really any other account. Um, but you can manage it so that you can have benefits uh, according to market uh, and economic mm-hmm. uh, situations in, in the and the uh, conditions that you're dealing with at the time. Yeah, one, one final note I'd say is, you know, um, especially in today's age, most people aren't with one employer for, you know, the duration of their career. So be right. mindful if you've had yeah. 401ks at previous employers and you've left them, you don't know how they're invested and maybe, you know, any of those situations, you can roll those over, mm-hmm. right? And at, at that point, you may have, you know, much broader investment options available to you. Like roll Don't over f- to an, an IRA, IRA. Okay, okay. Or into a, another 401k. The, you mm-hmm. know, there are multiple options. So just be mindful. Don't forget that you have these portfolios um, at previous employers. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if it's under $5,000, usually the employer is going to force you out of that. So mm-hmm. they're going to forcibly give your money back and you can then invest it in an IRA. Uh, and if you do, you have a lot more options in an IRA generally than you do in a, a 401k plan. So uh, kind of getting back to how you should uh, allocate within the plan, uh, you know, values best when things are bad and growth is best when Mm -hmm. things are good and uh, you should definitely uh, rebalance frequently probably when you've seen such a turn like growth versus value year to date Mm -hmm. uh, this year uh, growth has fallen about 24 percent value is uh, down slightly maybe five or six percent and and when you have a situation where you started with your portfolio adjusted like you wanted it and you have significant moves like that it could be time to uh to rebalance uh you should have also rebalanced about the middle of last year after Mm, growth had just blown the socks off of value uh you probably went into this downturn instead of falling 24 percent with a huge portion of your portfolio that had grown so much in in uh, the previous few months uh, you could have probably mitigated some of the losses that you've seen at this point if you didn't rebalance. So at least every six months, and maybe even more frequently, just depending on economic conditions. All right. All right. Coming up next, we are going to hit our listener mailbag. We've got questions on microstrategy and I-bonds. So you're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice 
of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.